you're now tuning in to a sports talk podcast produced by the right way sports network and ceo malik Wright. be sure to follow the team's social media on instagram at tws net on twitter at tws net and on facebook at the right way sports network we want to change the way you view sports and get your information and there's only one way to do that the right way Welcome to the Inside the Block Network, brought to you by the Right Way Sports Network. First off, if you would like to listen to any of our podcasts, we are also on Anchor, which will direct you to any of our podcasts from Apple to Spotify. So if you'd like to catch any of our podcasts, go ahead and click the link in our bio. Also, if you would like to donate and help support this podcast, you can also donate on there to help support our content. So let us, let us get into this. We are your hosts, Jacob and Adam. And today we have a special edition of Mailbag about the Ravens. So, Adam, let's get into this. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we got tons of questions, and, you know, we really appreciate you guys sending them all in. Um, But, you know, one of the pretty frequent ones that we got was, um, you know, are there any veteran free agents that the Ravens could look at signing? Personally, I like Larry Warford from the Saints, and he – just came off a Pro Bowl season, and I don't know about you, but I did not expect him to get cut. I thought he would still be a starter, and it's not it's not common where you get a Pro Bowl or cut, especially this this early in the off season, almost immediately yeah. after the drafts. And that's basically saying that Caesar Ruiz is his replacement, and that's kind of surprising for a Pro Bowler. And he's been yeah. he's been there for three years, and he's been a Pro Bowler all three years. And I would love him to compete for the right guard position with Fluker and whoever else we decide to throw in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I think why you just who you just said is the reason why I don't think um, you know Larry's kind of the one for me just because of you know us recently signing DJ Fluker, and you know I feel like that could create too much of a logjam and. You know, I know that you're not huge on Fluker and that you'd be kind of more keen on just releasing him and keeping Walford, but I think the guy for me is still Clay Matthews. You know, I, I think we've been linked, linked to him recently the past few weeks still, but he's kind of deciding if he's going to continue to play football or not. So I think that's kind of the guy for me, you know, really gives us a lot a lot of pass rush help. You know, he had a pretty good season last year despite, you know, having a pretty freak injury with breaking his jaw. Um yeah. I think he'd be pretty productive with us. So, you know, the one free agent I think that would be good for us would be Clay, but, you know, you can't go wrong with a Pro Bowl guard either. And yeah, uh, I mean, so next up, we got uh, who is the biggest threat in the division to us? It's always going to be the Steelers. I don't care how bad the Steelers are or how good the Steelers are or how bad the Ravens are or how good the Ravens are. It will always and forever be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers were 8-8 eight and eight last season. They had a third-string quarterback. They went 8-8. Eight eight. So, it's not like they were that bad last year. They were mid-tier. And they get Ben back. And the question is, if his Tommy John will be yeah, yeah. Uh, back to that same level. But, I mean, just go look back in 2016. We swept the Steelers, and we were, what, 6-10? and 10? Or like, was it 5-11? Yeah. 5-11. Yeah, 5-11, yeah. So, it's not – it's always just going to be the Steelers. It would never not be the Steelers, no matter how good or bad yeah. either team is. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think 
like you said as well, this year it's really going to depend on how Ben comes back from that massive surgery for, you know, a pretty older guy, you know, because he's really going to have to carry that team. The defense, in my opinion, is probably the best in the league. Um, but, you know, I I think it's really just going to depend on how, how Ben comes back, like we said. So, yeah, I, I still think kind of the biggest threat to us in the division is ourselves. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's a fair, it's a really, fair barring any injuries, I think underperforming is really kind of the, the main threat to us this year. I, I, I don't know. You know, in our last episode, I wasn't huge on Ben coming back this year. And, you know, yeah. I, I, he's, I, I feel like we're getting a little bit caught up in the name, you know, kind of, you know, it being Ben Roethlisberger and, you know, his future Hall of Famer, you know, one of the yeah. best quarterbacks, you know, to play. But, again, he's a 40-year-old um, you know, quarterback coming off a huge arm surgery last year. So their entire year is going to depend on him. Oh, it definitely All righty, next, next question. Uh, biggest threat to potentially derail our season? It would be Lamar Jackson. And really? Lamar, okay. If Lamar underperforms, this team is dead in the water. This entire offense is – this entire team is actually surrounded by Lamar. The defense is meant there is meant to stay on for long periods of time, while the offense is supposed to stay on there for minutes, like a minute, maybe two. That's it. You want to get on and off, and the defense just hold that offense and tire them out. So, if Lamar gets out, I feel it just derails that entire scheme. And RG three is definitely sufficeable, but I, he's no Lamar Jackson. Easily not. Yeah. No one is Lamar Jackson, and he just rely or this team is relying on his, him and his abilities. And you saw how it worked last year. And it even worked the year before that. For the next God knows how many years we have him. It, this team will always be the only, the biggest threat we would have is to be, be derailed as Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying there, but honestly, for me, I think it's going to be, you know, we're a little bit inexperienced in the linebacker group, you know, having two rookies that could come in and both potentially could start, um, you know, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But I, I also think, you know, for whatever reason, the defensive line doesn't seem to mesh well, you know, with bringing in all these pieces and, you know, moving parts, and which I don't think it'll be a huge concern because Brandon Williams is going to absolutely destroy everyone this year, moving back to his natural position. You know, yeah. Judon's going to have a lot of space freed up, you know, with having to deal with Wolf, Campbell, and, and Williams are next to him as well. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be a big issue. And it's tough to see, you know, like unbiasedly, like where there really could be a potential, you know, place that we could go off the rails. And, you know, this is kind of like trying to not talk about injuries and, you know, like get away from that fact because injuries will derail everything. So. I think, you know, besides injuries, potentially, I I just, I don't know. I just don't see a real spot that really is a huge, huge concern. Um, so, I, I don't see a whole lot that could potentially do that to us this year. Uh, yeah, I can agree. But there's always going to be something that will come off the rails and we'll just, someone has to step up, and that's what the Ravens are good at. Yeah. Yeah. And we always have someone to step up for the other, for the guy that comes down, Tony Jefferson and Chuck Clark, for example. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, next up, we got uh, what is your hottest take for this upcoming season? My hottest take 
is that the Ravens will lead both the offense and the defense in the NFL. It's obvious. It's highly possible, first of all, we had the number one offense last year, and we had the number third or the third-ranked defense last year, and we only got better at defense, and offense only got better, really. So we had a hell of a draft, and I feel that line – if once that linebacker position is needed or filled with Queen, I feel we are set, and we could just go back to how we usually are and just get those minimal yards and start just – I guess getting Lamar those new opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to take that, you know, probably pretty hot. I, I don't know, but um, I'm going to say Lamar re- repeats as MVP. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be unanimous, unanimous, obviously, but I mean, he really still has areas he can improve with his passing, you know, stats wise, you know, I, I don't think he's not going to be the guy that breaks the rushing record again, but you know, he could be a 4,000-yard receiver this year – or, uh, excuse me, passer this year, and passer, I, I really yeah. believe that. So, um, you know, I, I think obviously last year was probably one of the best, you know, quarterback seasons that we'll see from him. But, you know, I, I think, again, as a passer, I don't think it was his peak. So, I think this year he'll improve on that. And, you know, we'll pretty much shut shut the haters up, you know, because somehow, way, yeah. the unanimous MVP quarterback still has his doubters and – I, you know, and it's not even, you know, because of the playoff losses. It's just, you know, whatever. It's it's beyond me. Yeah. But I think he shuts them all up this year. We should mention that that back-to-back club is quite a – or quite a select elite group of people. It consists of, I believe, Favre, Montana, Manning, Brady. Those are the ones I can think of on the top of my head. And so what a what a good way to cement yourself. And I don't think and it, there's also never been a guy or never been a quarterback that's won the MVP twice under the age of 25. And there's two quarterbacks that currently could do that, and Lamar Jackson is one of them. So and Patrick Mahomes being the other. Yeah, so sir. We'll see. Alrighty. Lamar's got to be year so 25. Outside of Patrick Queen, what other rookie can make an impact day one? I am gonna go with. Queens, I guess, how do you want to say it? Like peanut butter to jelly, uh, Malik Harrison. Okay. I think because of Queens, because of Queens impact, Harrison will just be able to kind of pair, or as I've said this in the first episode, we, he'll just pair with him perfectly. So, yeah. and that will just, because if Queen does well, if Queen does great, Malik Harrison will do great. If, Harrison does great. Queen does great because one you need one, you can work with one and you can work with the other, and both together, perfect. And they yeah. both, and one excels at uh, one excels at your uh, like run stopping. The other excels at your pass stopping. One ex- doesn't excel at that, and one doesn't excel at the other. So it's just it's perfect. It's a perfect combination. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know. If- Many of you guys have, have watched, but, you know, in our draft overview, this guy was my favorite pick of the draft. And the I'm going to go with Pro- James per se. And I think, uh, I think he could win our return man job. Um, so I think that's where he's going to see a lot of his action. Um, you know, he could slide into that, like, kind of wide receiver four or five-ish slot. But I think return man and, and kid returns where he's going to see a lot of his action. I do agree. 
Also, I just want to mention, if anyone wants to call in, please do. We will answer any questions you have outside of the ones we have. So feel free to call in if you want to. All right, Adam, can, let's keep going. Right. And we got this question coming in from Jack. Uh, when do you see the Ravens winning their next Super Bowl? Next five years. I feel we are in the we are in the prime we are in the actually not in the prime we're in the beginning of our Super Bowl window, which I guess is the prime of our Super Bowl yeah. window. So, and Super Bowl windows are typically a couple years, three, four, five years. So yeah, around then. Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, probably the next two or three years. Within the next two or three years, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't potentially even do it this year. Um, but you know, yeah. like you said, our Super Bowl window, I feel like, is these next three to four years with, you know, Lamar being on a rookie contract. And then, yep. you know, you know, you know, it becomes difficult when you got to pay a quarterback $40 million. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see, but definitely within these next few, three years, I think is our, our prime chance to really, really, I mean, try and, you know, win one or, or maybe even multiple, who knows? Yeah. All right. This next question we got coming in from Parker. Uh, what can we expect from Hollywood Brown this upcoming season? He is my breakout player, easily, by far. He has so many factors that are different from last year to this year. First, he's gotten that – his uh, list rank has been fully uh, peeled. He's got the screw out. And if you just go look at his info, or his Instagram feed, oh, my God, that guy has gotten – He looks like a different man. He is massive now. And he, like, I think he's gained, if I remember, like 20, 30 pounds already. Because he was 150 last year, which is crazy low on weight. 180 pure muscle, that's perfect. And Hollywood, I, I have him as a 1,000-yard receiver. I think he will excel yeah. with Lamar. And he is my by far my breakout player. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. You know, I, I could see him being kind of like a, you know, it, it depends on our offense because we don't, you know, tend to – really throw the receivers a, a ton, but I think he really could break out as a wide receiver one this year. You know, a fantasy must draft, a guy that's going to have, you know, I, I think could have, you know, close to 1,200 yards. You know, I, I really, really think he's going to explode, and, you know, for a lot of the reasons, like you said, he you know, he's finally healthy, finally has two feet to run on, you know, put yeah. on a ton of muscle, you know, had a really like a, you know, an off season where he could train and be healthy. You know, that's, yeah. that's such a big deal yeah. to have an off season where you're not dealing with rehab and, you know, where you can actually yeah. train and get strong. Yeah. I mean, he's shown that that's what he's done. It's also fair to mention that he has been running at that speed on one foot, as you said. Yeah, he's been running yeah which is insane. With a screw in his foot. And that hurts. He's going to be – I think he'll be a lot faster than he was last year. And he was already fast as hell last year. So yeah. it's just yeah. something I'm just so excited about him. It's going to be fun. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a guy that I'm 1,000% drafting in fantasy football as well. So. Yeah. All righty, this next question. Uh, do you think Justice Hill will get as many carries as last year or will his carries decrease? I mean, I feel everyone's carries will decrease because just because of Dobbins. It kind of went from – not really a 33-33-33, but about like a 50-25-25 range. So I feel that yeah. we kind of moved down in, because you add a second-round 
second round running back who is going to get – he's going to easily get time. So Hill is going to lose snaps, but also Gus Will and also Mark Ingram. Will. Everyone's going to lose snaps. Yeah. Because you have to compensate for uh, dominant snaps. So, yes, but I wouldn't say it's like in a malicious way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. I, I think that Justice is going to get more receptions than he did last year, though. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to turn into that Darren Sproles back for us, you know, and he's really going to shine this year. You know, I mean, he showed signs in that Steelers game where, you know, he, he could really develop into something very good for us, you know, when he got a yeah. lot more time with Mark being out. Um, and, you know, he has the speed, obviously, he has the hands. So I, I think this year he's going to break out as a reception back. Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's what like he, you said, you know, his, his carries are going to drop, but everybody else is because now we have four running backs that – and all start, you know, on a lot of teams. All so it, it's bound unique, to happen. All different unique roles as well. As all right, this next question we got coming in from Sammy. Will the Ravens sign Jadavion Clowney? <laughs> I don't see it likely. Even, well, there's a lot of conflicting rumors. EDC said that we're not, but at the same time, GMs typically lie a lot. Yeah, they never reveal. Almost all the time. So it's his word isn't really the best thing to go off of. There are Ravens insiders that say we have talked and we have pursued. Eagles have also pursued apparently, but apparently they are out because he's asking for too much. And I feel that'll be the same scenario with us. Yeah. Especially since we actually, I say that, but the Eagles have less cap space than us, but yeah, um, but we only have, I think eight, nine, 10, 11 million around that range. Clowney wants 18, 19, 20, 21, and that range, and that's just not worth it for yeah, I agree with you. what we have. I think the only possible scenario is that if we get an extension with Judon, that clears up, I want to say, what what is it, like $8 million or so or something around that range. And the only possible way I think we would sign Clowney after that would be on a one-year deal. You know, for kind of like yeah. if he lowers his asking price, and I that's not yeah. happening. You know, I mean, he's waited this long, and he's had yeah. you know pretty good contracts. You know, he had a couple couple years for sixteen a year with uh, I think it was the Dolphins, um, and he you know he turned that down. So I, I don't see him lowering his asking price, and unless yeah. if we can like somehow really clear a lot of cap space with you know a bunch of extensions, it's just it's just not going to happen. There's a lot of I feel there's just too many moves that would have to be made to make him a Raven. Yeah, I agree with you. righty, this next question coming in from Kenny. Uh, what role will Devin Duvernay play this season? He will be our number one slot receiver easily. He excelled mm. in the slot. Hmm? Over Sneed? Uh, yes, I honestly think over Sneed. And I All also right. I'm not reading this off the script. This is off the top of my head, so you can tell I'm biased. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he will be the uh, number one slot receiver. And go look at his college stats. It can it, just amazing. I don't know if I have him on my notes still, but just a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of slot receiving yards, a ton of oh, slot yeah. receiving I mean, touchdowns, a ton of everything. He was so, 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 so good in the slot. Yeah, let's yeah, see. I mean, he played 99% Robert, of the snaps from the slot in Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So, that's my, that's what I think Devin Dubonnet will do. Yeah, 
I, w- I was thinking kind of behind Snead this year, but obviously I- I'm still very, very high on DuVernay, but I think you're a little higher than him on or on him than I am. Um, you know, I think he's kind of like your James Forche to me. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think – I, I don't know. I, I think he's going to be behind Willie this year just because Willie has that veteran experience. But I still think he's going to play a role. I mean, we're going to get pretty much every single offensive player involved this year. Like, I, I, I don't see a receiver this year that's not going to get playing time. I don't see a running back this year that's not going to get playing time. And the same thing with tight ends. Like, all of the yeah. weapons, I feel like, are going to get used this year. And so, Duvernay, you know, he's definitely going to have – you know, a couple touchdowns, you know, a couple games where he, where he goes for, you know, a long, long touchdown and really racks up yeah. the receiving yards. So, but I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm a little hesitant to, uh, you know, say that he'll start in the in the slot day one. Yeah, I agree 100%. But actually, I don't. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. I said yeah. That. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Let's move this on. This next question we got from coming in from Will. What is Patrick Queen's stat line prediction for this upcoming year? I think he'll break 100 tackles. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm hot. I'm hot today. So. All right. I we think like break, that. I think I think he'll break 100 tackles. That's my that's my only stat prediction. 100 tackles. Okay. That's my only stat. I was gonna go kind of sort of in the high 80s tackle range. You know, have two interceptions. Have one sack and then, you know, have a couple uh, passes deflected or defended, excuse me. Um, you know, I definitely think he's going to get a lot of opportunities, you know, to, to get some yeah. interceptions, you know, since he's such a coverage linebacker. And I, I think he, I think he'll get a few. And, you know, I do agree with you that he's going to have a high tackle total, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go into, you know, into the 100 range, but I definitely think it'll be pretty high. I'm high. I'm high today, so let's do it. Yeah? Now we, we like that. How <laughs> tackle? All right. This next question we got coming in. Uh, what is your favorite – who is your favorite Ravens player besides Lamar Jackson? Oh. Well, I would say Devin DuVernay, but no. Really. <laughs> uh, let's think. Here, Adam, I'll let you go first. I got to think, actually. All right. Um, You know, one that kind of gets – a little bit of hate, you know, gets called overrated. You know, a lot of people don't really want him around for many more years. But uh, Matthew Judon is actually one of my favorite Ravens besides Lamar. Um, you know, I really – I actually have his jersey, you know, funny enough. he uh, He's one of four current Ravens I have. Um, but, you know, I kind of made it – I made it a kind of a, a big deal to get it last year. You know, he, he really kind of – I think last year became one of my favorite players after the body built by Taco Bell comment. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it really seems to have a lot of fun with the fans and, yeah. you know, just really great personality. So, you know, besides yeah. his contract numbers, you know, I'm really hoping he's staying in Baltimore for the rest of his career, but it's going to be tough with the money that he wants. Yeah. So I've thought I've looked while I was, while he was, uh, Adam was talking, I was looking through my autographs and I saw Marlon Humphrey. So, and kind of rung that bell. Marlon Humphrey, great player with great player. First of all, great with the fans media he's just i love his personality and his just everything about him and he's easily top 10 top five quarterback easily 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 oh top five i mean i was saying top three but okay my brains but 
he can be in that top three, depending on who it is. So, Marlon Humphrey. All right. I got you. I got you. All righty. This next question coming in from Ryan. Uh, should we sign Antonio Brown? Uh, well, we actually went over this in, I believe it was our last episode. So, if you want to hear our opinions on that, I would go there. Yep. It was um, – it was our second to last episode. Uh, second, but yeah, definitely. We uh, we had we had a good little five minute, five or ten minute piece on if we should sign Antonio Brown or not. So yeah. if you guys want to listen to that, go check that out. Alrighty, this next question we got coming in: Are we going to keep Lamar Jackson for the rest of his career? Say yes. I mean, unless unless you ta- like you do like some type of. Uh, Brett Favre type situation where he leaves in his last like two years and goes on a wandering journey or like Brady now. So I would yeah. say the majority of career. I would. N- I'm not willing to say all of his career because things happen. But yeah, yeah, I think he'll. I think he will be here outside of his rookie contract primarily, and probably another contract after that. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't see you know a guy like Lamar kind of leaving. You know, he just got a yeah. tattoo with actually Raven Wings on his chest as well. So you know, I feel like we're kind of the team that he feels like not really that he owes something to, but you know that he's like kind of you know will love forever that because loyal. we gave him the chance. You know, we yeah, took loyal. a chance on him, and he really you know really showed how you know the chance that we took really rewarded us and him. So. You know, yeah. I think he's one of those players, kind of like you know, like the Ray Lewis for us. You know, the guy that's going to have a statue at the end of his career, and a guy that's you know, I I don't think he'll pull an Ed Reed and leave. You know, at the end of his career, I I am going to go and say that I think he'll be with us for pretty much all. Well, not pretty much all of his contracts. You know, I I think he'll be here until the end. Yeah, I think I don't I can't say to the end because it's always there's always little things that can happen, but. I think it'll be the majority. Of course. Yeah. Alrighty, this next question we got coming in from Cole. He's asking, what is Lamar's upcoming contract uh sorry, excuse me, next contract look like? And actually uh, we also went over this in a yeah, we did. our second to last episode as well. So if you guys want to listen to that, go check that out as well. Oh, we <laughs> yeah. Um so moving on to the next question. Coming in from Andres. And here we go. Here's uh, a topic that we kind of already went over. Uh, Devin Duvernay or Willie Sneed in in the slot next year? Well, we unintentionally answered your question earlier. But I think it'll be Duvernay. I think he thinks it's Sneed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just going a little bit of, you know, veteran experience over over the rookie. I mean, either way, you can't go wrong because, you know, Duvernay was arguably the best slot receiver in college football last year, and Sneed's been – and with us for the last couple of years and has been, I think a little underappreciated, but, um, he has, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Willie Sneed. For this next question, another question that we kind of unintentionally went over, but Eduardo is asking who's going to have a breakout season this year. Well, I'll let you go first then. Well, I might be a little biased to this one, but I'm going to go Matt Judon. You know, I, I think with the additions that we made this off season, he was one of the biggest winners. 
you know, kind of add in the pieces around him to really open up some space. And I unfortunately think, like I said a couple minutes ago, he's going to blow up this year and price himself out of Baltimore. Um, you know, kind of, I think, kind of have that Zedaria Smith effect. You know, I, I, I could go bold and say that I think he'll have a, you know, a 14-sack season and kind of, you know, uh, really have a career year and on a contract year. So it's going to be tough, but I, I think it's Matthew Judon. I will stick on the defense and go with Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark is going to be his, okay. getting his first Chuck Clark. So I think Chuck Clark will because it's just he's going to have his first full season as a starter. And, yeah. well, he's excelled in his backup position, and he excelled when he was a starter. Now give him 16 full games and just give him entire – his uh, give him add his football mind to a starting off the starting defense, and I think it'll just be a breakout year for him. And we just signed him on a low contract, which we're very lucky with as well. Yeah, that was uh, beautiful. I mean, but just going off topic, Eric Acosta's contract extensions have been absolutely yeah, masterful. Good. I mean, Peters and now Clark back to back, just insanity. Uh, yeah, but now we're hitting that hard. We're gonna hit the bumpy road right up here. Yep, pretty soon yep. with all these first-round contracts going up. All right, this next question coming in from Justin, going back to my favorite player. Uh, what is going to happen with Judon after this upcoming season? I'll let you answer since you have a – Well, you have a general I mean, idea. I think kind of like what I just said, you know, I, I think he's going to kind of blow up this year and really price himself out. You know, I think he's going to hit that – you know, 17, 16, 17 million a year range. And with all the contract extensions we have coming up, you know, some, some team is going to have a bunch of cap and just overpay him. And, you know, yeah. well, not, I mean, overpay, but you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, kind of it, it, drive that. Or at the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you know, just like that, you know, if you pay, if you want a guy, you're going to pay him a lot. So I yeah. can't really say overpay, but it's definitely, you know, like raise the bar on what he should make, I guess. Like, I don't know. Every, every contract right now in the NFL is basically going to be overpaid because that the contract threshold is just skyrocketing up. But unfortunately, the cap space is not following, especially with this coronavirus stuff. It might go down next year, which is not going to help us or any team, but especially us. So we're just going to have to hope on that either uh, cap space goes up or Judon kind of doesn't try to break our bank. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully maybe give us that hometown discount, but I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of good now. All right, next question. Was this past season a minor hiccup, or are the Ravens a few pieces away from a Super Bowl? And did this off season fill those holes? Yes, we are easily Super Bowl contenders. We are easily a top three Super Bowl contender, and yes, we filled those needs, a.k.a. linebacker, the Derrick Henry proof as I've been calling it. And I mean, our entire, the entire draft has been Derrick Henry proofing and this entire off season has been Derrick Henry proofing. And I think we will, we will win a playoff game. At least we will probably, I think we will at least get to the AFC championship getting there. It gets a bit more murky because we'll have someone like the chiefs or some team that can break out. So I'll, I'll leave it at that, but I do, I, I do think we could make it Super Bowl easily. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think, Last year, I don't really think many people will ever kind of understand what happened. Um, you know, so I, I definitely think that that was a hiccup. And, 
the few pieces that we were, you know, kind of away from last year, we filled this offseason, like you said, you know, linebacker and even some, even a little bit of defensive line. And, you know, what did we do this entire offseason was build the defensive line and, and draft linebackers. So I think the Run two stop. two holes that we had, we checked off. And I think, like you said, we are a top, top three, top two Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. All right, this next question. Is it going to be LJ Fort or Malik Harrison starting opposite of Patrick Queen this upcoming year? That's a good question, and it's a hard question. I think LJ Fort will start off. I agree. LJ Fort just has the experience. And yeah. he was, and also Fort was great last year, and we're not paying him we're not paying him to uh well we are paying him we were we probably were expecting to pay him to be a backup but i think he'll be the guy that starts opposite of queen at least for the beginning i think he'll have like a 50 50 share with Willie Harrison though by the season's end i don't know about immediately but i think it will be lj for to begin with yeah i agree with you I think LJ was very, very good for us last year. You know, him and Vines were a very good combo, and somehow yeah. we managed to plug them in midseason. But, you know, unfortunately, Vines went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, so that was that was a tough loss for us. But LJ, yeah. I think, is going to do a very good job next to Patrick next year. So, But like you said, I think kind of towards the end of the season, I think when Malik kind of gets his you know feet in the water a little bit, I think it could be, you know, kind of like you said, kind of like that 50-50 split. Um, yeah, I I would still maybe lean a little bit more towards Fort, you know, kind of sixty five thirty five or sixty forty. Um, but in the beginning, I'm gonna go LJ is gonna have a lot, you know, primarily most of the snaps. Yeah, I can I, I agree with that, but I think it will be in the end by fifty fifty. Alright, this next question: uh, What are the chances of us potentially bringing in another vet wide receiver? Unlikely. I don't think for one, I don't there isn't many vet wide receivers left outside of yep. Antonio Brown. And two, I feel it I feel that we are happy with what we have right now. Yeah. But it but it, it is fair to mention that the Ravens did apparently try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, so we did look for veteran presence. But at the same time I don't know how their opinions have changed since that time before the draft and now because that was before the draft then we drafted Duvernay and Prochet so things could have changed but it's a fair assessment to say I don't think we will yeah I agree with you just I think it's solely you know based on like who's available on the market you know the only really name that comes to mind is Antonio Brown and kind of with the way things have been rolling like you said Eric Jacosta seems like he's happy with what we have and it almost seems like he almost ruled out, you know, signing Antonio Brown in his last, um, you know, media conference that he had. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, there's just not a name that, like, comes to mind, you know, when you're thinking of somebody to add or to bring in that will potentially make the roster, you know, because you're not really signing yeah. a guy, a veteran, just to, like, you know, be there for training camp and then you cut him. You know, it, it, you're looking to, you know, for a guy that's going to make an impact and there's just not really that guy available right now. So I, I don't see it happening. I agree. All right. Uh, where does Mark Andrews rank among the league's best tight ends? Top three, I believe, behind. Ooh. I told you I'm hot today. I think he's behind okay. Kittle and Kelsey. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I was I was gonna say you know top five six ish. You know I I think. Who do you have ahead? I I think he's still. Yeah, you know obviously Kittle Kelsey, I, you know Ertz maybe maybe I I, I don't know. I thought about, but I'm I'm kind of iffy on that one. Uh, yeah, Ertz you can make an argument for, and if if I want to be, yeah. you know I. Not really biased, but you, you know what I mean. Like if if you want to have the hometown kind of or the home team, you know, kind of feel, then I'm gonna say Andrews is is better than him. But yeah, you, you know that's tough for me because Zach is he, he's really been very consistent throughout his career, and you know, so I, I don't know. Maybe I give I, I'll give Earth the edge right now, but by the end of next year, I'll, I'm gonna be with you know Andrews by by the end of next season. I, I think. I think he's a breakout, you know, candidate this year. If you look at his snap percentage, he was on the field for 44% of the snaps last year. So he's that number is going to go up. He had the most – I want to say it was the most t- touchdowns in the league from a tight end. I, uh, I want to say that. Um, so that number could potentially go up if he – if you know, if his snap count's going up. Because now with Hayden Hurst out of the fold with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, he's – Definitely going to be in that you know kind of fifty-five, sixty percent range, I think, and that's that's a huge increase. So yeah. you know, I feel like Mark Andrews is also like Hollywood Brown, kind of a breakout candidate that you know is a fantasy football must draft. Um, so you know, I'll 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 give Andrews kind of you know that that four you know top five, top four range. Um, but I'm I'm expecting a huge year from him. Also, you sparked something that I just remembered. He was injured last year. He was for the majority yeah. of the season. So that is also a fair mention that he was not fully, um, how do you say it, healed or in fully uh, 100%. That's the term. So that's always something to mention because players are never their best when they're injured. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, just again, if I'm, I'm really – really, really looking at a big year from Andrews just because of that snap count really going to increase this year. And like you say, it's becoming healthy. You know, another yeah. year of experience under his belt, that, that snap count is going to be really, really interesting to see. All righty. Um, kind of sticking on the same topic with Mark Andrews. Uh, who's going to have more yards this season, Hollywood Brown or Mark Andrews? Hollywood, just because wide receivers will always get more than tight ends. And yeah. I agree. Well, I don't I should say always, but the majority of the cases. And I feel, as I said, I have Hollywood breaking out. And, well, a wide receiver breaking out is meaning he's going to get a lot of yards. And I, Andrews, I don't know if he could pass 1,000 yards. I think he could get to that threshold, but I don't think he'll pass it. I do think Hollywood will break 1,000 yards easily. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you said. I mean, there's not really much more for me to add because – you know, it's just like you said, you know, wide receivers get more volume than tight ends most of the time. And and I think with Hollywood being our wide receiver one, he's really going to break that 1,000-yard threshold this year. And Andrews, he'll come close. I, I definitely think he'll be in that 800, 900-yard range. But, you know, 1,000 thousand yards is tough for a tight end. So, I don't, yeah. I don't see him breaking that. All right. Um, so, this next question was a pretty interesting one that I thought. Uh what do Ravens fans have to look forward to this upcoming year? Defense. I mean, you really can't. I don't, everyone's looking forward to the offense. 
and the offense is top in the league. And so defense, especially those linebackers, we have this is only the third first round linebacker in Ravens history. And Queen has got some big shoes to fill with those other two linebackers. So those linebackers are the real thing to watch this year. Well, I mean, the typical answer is Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you know. Oh, and yeah. I, I I would say, I guess, I mean, if I want to be all in, I would say winning. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I think there's a lot of things to look forward to this year. You know, we're going to have an exciting offense. You know, this is definitely one of the most fun offenses to watch in the league, you know, besides, you know, maybe, you know, the the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs, excuse me, you know, we are yeah. two of the fastest offenses in the league. And, you know, speed kills and speed is fun to watch. So I, I definitely think offense is going to be a ton of fun to watch. You know, we're pretty much assembling a track team. So, you know, if, if you turn away for a second, you're going to miss something. So keep your eyes peeled on the TV. And, you know, just like you said, we're going to get back that monster defense this year. You know, really kind of like the the old Ravens, I think. You know, we're really going to be a pretty hard-hitting team this year that, you know, is going to be tough to score on, you know, tough to run on. So there's a lot to look forward to this year. And, you know, this is pretty much one of the best times to become a Ravens fan. And that's not, oh, yeah. not saying that we need to add a bunch of bandwagons, but, Please you know, don't. it's just for the loyal fans, it's, it's going to be a good time this year. Yeah, it will. All righty. And uh, moving to our last and final question, um, I don't know, a little interesting. Uh, do you think that the NFL has figured Lamar Jackson out? I think we answered this from our very, very, very first episode that was before we were on here. But, no, I don't. Because um, we thought, first of all, we thought Lamar Jackson was going to get figured out two years ago in that period of 2017-2018 uh, or 2018-2019. So, and look where yeah. that turned out to MVP. Yeah. The more as he becomes a passer, or as he more as he develops more as a passer, the more unpredictable he'll be. The harder he'll be to uh, cover. So, no, I don't because he, all Lamar can do is improve. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and it's just you know, like out of college, what is what was the thing? You know, always saying, oh, he'll get figured out. After the first year in the NFL, oh, he'll get figured out. After his MVP, or oh, he'll get figured out. It just seems to be the same narrative over and over again, and he just keeps keeps shattering that that narrative. So I, I, I just can't see it happening this year. And, you know, like I said, it was one of my hot takes earlier. I think he could repeat and just obliterate that, and that will be put to bed after this season. So, no, the NFL will not figure out Lamar Jackson anytime soon. Yep. And – there's just no chance that he will. Or I, don't, I say no chance, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Inside the Flock, brought to you by the Right Way Sports Network. We hope to see you next week, same time and same place. And please do not forget, if you want to listen to any of our podcasts, we are available on Anchor, which will direct you to all and any of our podcasts from Apple to Spotify. If you want to donate as well, go on there as well. We would appreciate it deeply and well, I'll see you. we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week, everyone.
Thank you for taking the time to listen in to our podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network. Subscribe to our channel for more awesome content and follow us on social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. And remember, there's only one way to get your sports news and updates, and that is the right way.